Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Kent. Well, the phones are ringing once again, and Mother Angelica is answering the call from her classic TV shows of the 80s and the 90s, and I'm Doug Keck, along, as always, with our network chaplain and my good friend, Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Always great to be with you, Father, especially talking about mm-hmm. Mother Angelica. It's always good. And recently I was uh, enjoyed visiting the radio stations in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, fifth year anniversary and also in toledo ohio and uh in both of my talks that i gave there i said you know mother angelica showed us that we really can trust in providence and i said that's what you've discovered that you've taken steps in faith too encouraged by mother's example and her words and what you've discovered in your radio stations growing and doing well is that you really can trust God's providence. Absolutely. Let's see what our topics are for today. How do people become saints? What you really desire is peace. Becoming closer to God through illness. Mother would know that. And first up, when you're angry at God. Mm. Yes, and often when a person loses a spouse, it's just a very confusing time. It's just a really heart-wrenching time for people, and you can understand that after um, so many years together. But we always need the eternal perspective. What does this have to do with eternity? You know, recently, uh, the sister servants who are near EWTN, they had asked me to go to the hospital to visit a man who had done some work for them who had been away from the church for a long time. And what it turned out was that he was just angry at God. His son had died, and it was kind of a very unhappy way that he died with cancer and all of that. Thankfully, he was reconciled, and, and that's often what it takes is just an invitation. The Lord loves you. You know, return to him. And he also understands your anger. He yeah. understands why yeah. you would be distressed and upset. Obviously, as Mother talks about here, and Our, and our Lady's suffering, you know, she suffered the loss of her son. Mm-hmm. Right. So he understands he knows what we're going through and we can bring to him our emotions as raw as they are as angry as they are but i think we should always conclude with but i trust you i don't understand but i trust you and i think that trust is important even if we kind of choke saying it right but we're going to express it and we're going to feel it in some way and we're going to experience it. Right, and that's really divine mercy right there. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I trust in you, right? right. And, and it's that trusting that empowers our Lord to give mm-hmm. you the mercy you need to overcome these things. That opens you up to it. Right, exactly. So let's see what Mother has to say to someone who's angry at God. We have a call. Hello? Hello, Mother Angelica. Who are you from? I'm from California. And what is your question? I haven't been to church since my husband died 14 years ago, Mother. I I need your help. I want to come back, but I'm so bitter. Please pray for me. You're bitter? Are you? I am. I had such a good life, sister, and... Are you angry with God? Yes, Mother, I am. Why, sweetheart? Because he took 
Why, why are you angry with God? Because you think he took your husband, huh? I lived, I lived a very straight, narrow, and 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 very good life. Yeah. And it it, it didn't get me anywhere. So I want to come back to the church, but it's so different now. I. I don't even feel as though I belong. I know, but you do, sweetheart. I want you to stay on the air a minute. Will you stay on the air? Yes. All right, now don't hang up on me. Sweetheart, <clears throat> what I want you to do is to find a church where Jesus is. That's a Catholic church. Where Jesus is in the Holy Eucharist. And I want you to go I hope the doors aren't closed. There must be a church somewhere in your city, like the the bride in the canticle of canticle. Sometimes we're in that position, hunting. But you see, the very fact that you want to come back, that's Jesus in you. That's the Spirit. And, and he's saying to you, I want you to come back. Don't be angry. Do you realize Our Lady lost your son when he was only 33? And, and didn't Jesus say that, that the path to the kingdom is narrow? Is that what you told me? You, you told me that, that you always followed the narrow way, but the path to the kingdom is a narrow way. We all have to follow that narrow way. He didn't punish you because your husband died. You see, it was an act of love. The loneliness you've had has all been kind of put in a cup for you up there. And he loved you. He loves you very much. And I, I know there's changes. They bother me too. But there has to be a church in your area that has a tabernacle there. I just want you to ease yourself in. Kind of throw your hat in the door, you know? Now what you do when you get mad at somebody, you throw your hat in the door? Huh? If you're mad at your husband or your wife, you give them flowers. Is that what you do? Huh? You do that anymore? Or is that out of date? Huh? Am I out of date? Is that what you do? No. You bring candy or something, huh? I want you to go in the first church you come to and just kind of sneak in. Go as close to the tabernacle as you can and say, Hi, I'm mad at you. But I'm here. Fill my heart, Lord. I'm sorry. Sorry for my bitterness. Sorry that I'm afraid. And sorry I didn't understand. You know what's going to happen? Oh, the most wonderful thing. You're going to feel his arms around you. And you're going to have a peace in your heart you never had before. You belong. Come home. Come to Jesus. 
If there are no shepherds, he will shepherd you. If there's no one to receive you, he will receive you. And he will forgive and forget. Give him a chance. Come home. He loves you. So do I. And moving along, we have another caller talking about becoming closer to God through illness. This is something, obviously, mm-hmm. Mother herself always talked about, right? She did, and she talked about the value of different types of sufferings. And, and there's such a thing as witness suffering, and that's what she's talking about here. And I never thought about, really, as witnessing to all three of these you know, theological virtues. Faith, we're witnessing to faith, our belief in God. We're witnessing the hope that we're, we trust in God. We know that ultimately he will turn all things to good. And we're witnessing to our love of God that we know we can love him, that he loves us. And this is not a sign of his disapproval or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. In, in our the faith. health and wealth gospel. Right. Where somehow exactly. it's your fault because you don't mm-hmm. have enough faith. Exactly. Right. And and I would think with you, how many times, and you were talking about visiting with the sick or people mm-hmm. dying in hospitals and things like that, I'm sure you've been amazed at the at, at the faith of so many of these people who are in such painful situations. Yeah, and just the peace, you know, Michelle Johnson's husband when, when he was dying and just there was something special going on. Mm-hmm. And you often see that at the end of people's lives that, God is really present there. And not only in that person who's suffering, giving them special graces at that time, but also their family around them. There's something special going on with them, too. Right. And, and you're talking about that reminds me of Sister Mary Raphael when she died. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I always talk about I'd never <laughs> seen somebody. I mean, she was, she was still alive when I saw her, but she was very mm-hmm. ill. And she was glowing. I had yeah. never seen anybody look like that. So God is like giving abundant graces at the hour of our death and we can count on that and i think part of it has to do with holy mary mother of god pray for me now and at the hour of my death becoming closer to god through illness we have another call hello yes hello mother angelica and where are you from i'm from minneapolis and what is your question i'd like to know why do you think people who are ill become closer to God because of their illness? Well, the very same reason I just explained to you. If a person that's ill gives their suffering to the Lord, accepts that suffering cheerfully as coming from the holy will of God, then you can be sure that person can have peace, contentment, love, and joy. And what a witness that is to faith. What a witness to love. What a witness to hope. And sometimes the Lord allows us to have these kind of sufferings so we can be a witness to all these wonderful things. You know, there's nothing like a tragedy that may happen when they, the parents or the, the children take it heroically. It proves that Jesus is Lord. It proves that Christianity works. But when we despair and we become disheartened and discouraged and we gripe and we yell and scream and we blaspheme, 
You see, there's something wrong inside. Something very wrong inside. We have to remember that grace builds on human nature. We're not angels. If you have an ache or pain, go to a doctor. Take an aspirin. I ought to get a commission from the aspirin. (laughs) Uh, Do what you can. But if it's terminal or something you can't help or something chronic, a chronic pain, a chronic arthritis, a chronic anything, if you say, Jesus, as you suffered for me, I suffer for you. Suffer with me, Lord. I want to suffer for souls. I want this pain. I want you to take this pain and save some hardened sinner. I want to be able to see many children in heaven that I have brought there by this pain. I praise and bless. Thank you, Lord. And then suddenly the loneliness is gone. And so is the pain. God bless you. See you next Tuesday night. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And we thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica answering the call. Doug Keck, as always, with Father Joseph Mary Wolf, moving straight ahead. First topic, what you really desire is peace. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is we don't realize that, right? Yeah, and how Mother says here, what the Catechism says, peace that comes from self-control. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these... What's en- self-control? <laughs> what we don't self-control. hear about that very much. <laughs> we have these energies, but are we just going to dissipate them wherever they want you know, to go? Or are we going direct to them, direct them toward the good? And that's what self-control is. It's saying I have an integrity to utilize the powers and energies God has given me and always to direct it toward good, toward love. Right, and, and even if one strives and fails... One mm-hmm. needs to, like our Lord did, get back up with that cross and, you know, mm-hmm. ask for forgiveness and continue on as best you can. You can't just say, give up. Well, it's too much for me. Yeah. I, I just can't deal with it. Uh, God understands. Yeah. I'm just weak. Yeah, and, and this this uh, segment is about chastity. Right. And I think that the Catechism's Article 2339 is just a really good one for us to memorize even. Chastity includes an apprenticeship in self-mastery, which is a training in human freedom. The alternative is clear. Either man governs his passions and finds peace, or he lets himself be dominated by them and becomes unhappy. That's what Mother's saying. And that's what we're seeing uh, in the world we have today. And Mm -hmm. as, as she talks about here, you say to the Lord, yes, I am weak. And I can't do this on my own. Mm-hmm. I need your help. Yes, and so the Lord helps us in whatever our particular difficulty is with chastity. For this man, he has homosexual inclinations. But heterosexual people have struggles too. Right. So we're all called to direct these passions toward the good. Right. And what you really desire is peace. And that comes from our Lord. We have another call. Hello? Hello? Where are you from? Hi, 
Um, my name is John. I'm from Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, Mother, I've been leading a gay lifestyle, and I'm also HIV infected. And um, although I'm a firm believer, my, I have a strong faith, and I pray the rosary and uh, believe in the messages from Medjugorje, and I know that the Blessed Mother's pounding on my door. I, um, I'm having trouble returning to the church in order to receive the sacraments because of my guilt, and I can't seem to resolve it and get past that. Do you have any suggestions for me? Are you active? Uh, yeah, partially. That's, yeah. Yeah, you see, sweetheart, that's the problem, isn't it, huh? It's not your guilt that keeps you away, see? But see, you, you can turn that around. See, you can, you can turn that lifestyle around. You, you can say, Jesus, you know, you could be gay-oriented, but you got to stop the lifestyle, see? See, don't, don't be, he can give you strength. If, if you could go back and go to confession and get yourself all cleaned up, he will give you strength to remain that way. See? And, and, and you run the risk of infecting other people. You don't want to do that. You don't want to face God like that. And see, God is ready to forgive and forget. Being gay is, is not sinful. It's that action that's sinful. See? Why do you want to do that? Why do you want to die like that? Huh? See, it isn't guilt. It's lack of determination and a lack of realization, I must repair what I do. See? If I cut myself, I have to repair. I have to pull it together. I have to repair. If I have a hole in a habit or a dress or a suit, I got to repair. I have to put it together. And that's what you're looking for. I can sense in your heart a deep desire for forgiveness, for love, to know how much Jesus loves you, and to have that peace that comes from self-control. See? That's what you really desire. You can have it. Reach out your hand to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm weak. I, I, can't, I can't do this on my own. Lord, give me your hand. I'm a dying man. I may see you one day very soon. Let me come with a pure heart, a pure mind, and a pure body. Let me see you face to face and run into your arms. Lord Jesus, I pray at this moment that this young man who is gay who is active in his homosexuality has the grace and strength to stop now. And when he sees you face to face, Lord, he is ready that he can repair, that he can have peace again. Can you determine, Lord, to be the son according to thy heart? It's not too late. Now, at this moment, Lord, have him reach out to you. Take his hand. 
Give him strength and courage and say as you did to the good thief this day, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Give him that repentance that is totally, total and holy and pure. You are all mercy, you are all compassion, you are all love. You, my friend, must receive now what the Lord gives you. Nothing is worth forfeiting that wondrous kingdom. And wrapping things up for this week's program, how do people become saints? You always think about Mother at the beginning of the show talking <laughs> yes. about we're all called to be great saints, right? And here's a little eight, almost nine-year-old boy who's asking this question, a, the most important question. And I was thinking of we've got St. Francisco and Jacinta, Blessed Carlo Acutis, Blessed Chiara Padano, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati, that it is possible, and we have these extraordinary examples in our own day, of young people who became saints. Right, absolutely. And it, it's nice to have some young child like that who's striving at that already in their life. And, and as, as Mother talks about, as you grow older, make sure you grow with the Lord and you mm-hmm. grow in your faith. Yeah, and she just gives some very simple advice, doing things for Jesus and with Jesus, talking to him, loving him, and accepting what comes your way. You know, not everything is pleasant that comes our way, but we can accept it with faith and serenity and trust. And as we always talk about with Mother, you know, with the idea of it's not this plaster of Paris saint, Mm -hmm. you know, it's this hagiography. Saints were real people with real struggles, but they overcame them because of their love of the Lord. They persevered until the end. That's what the saint does. They just continue to get up up and refuse to stay down. (laughs) That's right. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. My name is Michael. I'm eight years old, and in two weeks I'm going to be nine. Wonderful. (laughs) And and, uh, my question is, is how do people become saints? Is it that God chooses them to be saints, or is it because they're very, very good? Well, I think you're on your way. (laughs) Because you've asked the question. We're only good, honey, because of Jesus. See, we're not good in ourselves. We're poor, weak human beings. Sinners, to be truthful. But you become a saint, oops, by being patient with scraps of paper. (laughs) You become a saint by loving God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, by loving your neighbor, loving him as Jesus loves him. And the other element is very important, that we accomplish the will of God with joy. Not simple, huh? Is that hard? That's not hard. Right now, you're nine, you'll be nine years old. And you want to be nine years old. You want to play baseball, and you want to chew bubble gum, and you're going to do all the things a nine-year-old does. Do it for Jesus, and do it with Jesus. Talk to him when you're going to school. Just just be yourself with Jesus. Talk to him, love him. As you grow older, grow with him. And you will be holy. I'm very happy. We have such a wonderful young young audience. 
And I want all of you, seven and eight and nine-year-old and 11 that listen, to know it's not hard to be holy. You just have to love much. God and your neighbor. And then whatever comes to us in our everyday life, whether it's painful or whatever it is, we accept it. Don't always like it, but we accept it from the hand of God. I will pray for you. You pray for me. That that nine-year-old and this 69-year-old will meet one day in his kingdom. Halo and all, shining bright to give him honor and glory for all eternity. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.